good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, Henny Cup gave me. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. Hey, we got a, a groovy guest coming on here, Tally Miracle, which is just a groovy name anyways. But I want to emphasize this, Haley. We got a Ho-Chunk day here because we got a, a sister here that's a, a Ho-Chunk too. So uh, we'll be speaking yeah. Ho-Chunk and uh, people won't be understanding our, our show here in the next few minutes. But <laughs> I also I'm going to have a, a report later today about the uh, forest fire in New York City and mm-hmm. uh, the planes aren't flying out. It's uh, really wow. bad. I've seen some pictures. Uh, it's crazy. It's uh, it's an orange color from all the forest fires and it's really affecting. Uh, they don't want people to, to come out of their house in New York. So we have a special report later on in the show with our uh, reporter out on Long Island, uh, Wendy Pilot. So she'll be checking in with us and telling us uh, what's going on here. But uh, why don't we jump in right away here on this interview here. Tali, uh, welcome to Native Roots Radio. Thank you for having me, Robert. Hi, Haley. It's awesome to have you. I uh, ran into you. I've run into you a couple times. You were at the fair and, and I was at our store and we were yes. trying to communi- communicate. And then we talked a couple days ago about having you on and I overbooked. So I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, that means a lot to me because a lot of people might get butthurt and go, oh, I ain't going to come on then at all. Forget it. But you have some exciting news and before we we get into that, uh, that's just uh, uh, you're Ho Chunk, and you're also you're enrolled in Winnebago. Is that correct? Yep, Winnebago tribe of Nebraska. Right, and so we're all relatives, and I just want to let people know um, too that we're all related, and I have cousins that are enrolled there. So I mean, all yeah. our, blood, our blood is all over. Go ahead, Haley. Well, my Jaji, my dad, and then my Gaga, they're both enrolled in the Winnebago tribe of Nebraska right now. So cool. Yeah. So we're we're all related some way or another too. Mm-hmm. And uh it's great to have you on and great to see the work you're doing. And um why don't we talk a little bit about uh this new thing that just came out two days ago, Little Free Library. Why don't you uh give us a little rundown on that and and what you do for this, uh, because we all know what little libraries are, but that's uh, jumping, and and I really like what your initiative is. So let our people know. Oh. Sure. Um, so like Robert said, Little Free Library, um, we are a nonprofit organization. We are based in St. Paul, Minnesota, um, and we provide little book sharing boxes where people can just give a book and take a book. Um, But I am specifically working on the Indigenous Library Program. Um, So I'm a program manager at the Little Free Library. And we just launched the Indigenous Native or Indigenous Library Program um, just yesterday. So it was a big day for us. Um, We've put in a lot of preparation into this program and we're just really, really excited um, to give more book access um, and create more literacy opportunities on Indigenous lands. Um, And so through the program, uh, we grant no cost book sharing boxes where they're most needed on tribal lands and in indigenous communities um, all over the US and Canada. 
Uh, so if you are a part of an Indigenous community or if you work with one, if you have strong ties to one, um, we would love to grant you a library. It's uh, through an application process and you can just find that on the Little Free Library website. Um, and so we grant you a library and along with that, a bundle of 50 books to start wow. off your library with. Um, so 25 of those books are by BIPOC authors. And then the other 25 books are written either by indigenous authors or center the indigenous experience. Um, because we also know how important it is uh, to see ourselves in books and to be represented and, and that we're still here. Wow, perfect. And, you know, I think it's really great, at least in my neighborhood, and I'm an urban Indian here in St. Paul also, is to <laughs> let people know not only we're still here, but we have a deep history in whether it's Minnesota or telling our own stories. Um, mm -hmm. What's an example of some of the indigenous and BIPOC books you have uh, that you're uh, the, out of the 50 that you're giving to the, uh, the person with the box? Um, so for our Indigenous books, we offer different reading levels. Um, so you can get uh, young adults, adults, and children's books. Um, so I think one that's been very popular lately has been um, We Are Water Protectors. Um, that's a children's book. It's just beautifully written. Um, that one, I actually brought it to the conference, Robert, that I saw you at the other day. Um, another one that is really cute, it's a children's book, it's called Bow Wow Pow Wow. That's written by Brenda Child. Um, that one has also been really popular. And then we also have some um, books that are contemporary, feel like very popular right now, um, like Braiding Sweetgrass. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple by Louise Erdrich and they're, they've just been, um, you know, I've been really proud to be able to offer these books, these brand new beautiful books to people that are applying to this program. That's awesome. And I know uh, they're all, they're there's children's books, correct? And also yes. you said contemporary adult books. Mm -hmm. I know we have our, our sister Sharice Davids has a children's book. And I know the Lieutenant Governor here out of Minnesota has a children's book too, one of those small quick reads. But it, like you said, it's so important for us as people to see ourselves reflected in our own or, or literature and books. So mm -hmm. I, I, I condemn, I, I, uh, I just give you so much kudos for uh, offering this program because in my neighborhood, they're all over the place and it's, it's always uh, good to see. And it's good to see that, that we have native and indigenous and BIPOC uh, authors in mind. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about the process uh, of how somebody, is this all over the United States or is this in Minnesota that they can apply for the special indigenous book? Um, it's not just in Minnesota. So we are offering this all over the U.S. and into Canada as well. Um, and to apply, it's it's an application process. Um you just answer a couple questions about um, the tribe that you're from or the indigenous community that you're from, um, what your book needs are, where you're located, um, and then how you plan to steward the library after we've granted it to you. So a steward is just somebody who takes care of the library, um, makes sure that it's stocked with books, um, you know, cleans it up and just makes sure that that it's continuing to be full for the community who comes by to, to get the books out. Well, you know, I wanted to steal your box, but you said that uh, it wasn't as sturdy as the one you give out. So that was a pretty sturdy, <laughs> yeah. nice box you had there. Uh, and plus I'm old. It would have probably been hard for me to carry that all the way out to my car, but um, we should uh, t stay on with us uh, and we're going to talk some more. And uh, this is really exciting work you're doing. And by the way, I just wanted to tell you, People that are, are listening on radio, it's awesome. But people that are watching on YouTube and Facebook, you have a beautiful background there. Your house looks beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Hey, listening to Native Roots Radio, and we're going to be back, and we're going to talk about a little more about a free, little free library, you know, indigenous mm -hmm. library. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us.
Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit MN350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. There really is no place like home. Hi, I'm Mary T. of Mary T. Home Health. When you're faced with an illness or an injury, being able to stay at home and receive care is important. Our home health offers a wide range of services, including skilled nursing, physical, occupational, and speech therapies, AIDS, homemakers, in-home respite care, and 24-7 live-in care. We'll work closely with your primary care provider to come up with an individualized plan for you. Learn more today at MaryTInc.com. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Minnesota 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, yes, they do. And it's fun. Uh, we're here with uh, Tali Miracle, uh, and she is the program manager at free a little library or little free little library. free library thank you i know you'd like to uh correct your daga here your choka oh uh, hey we had, i just got to jump into this too we had a lot of fun uh yes or two days ago when we were talking at your library and yes, we did. I, still, I still can't get over there was a person that was in our conversation and she was funny too, and we were joking back and forth. And then she said, "You know, I got to leave." And this was after a good twenty minutes, half hour of us yes. talking. And she was leaving, and and uh, I thought she was a friend of yours, and you thought. And then she I was- thought she knew you. <laughs> and in 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 that respect, it was so bizarre, but it was so funny too at the same time. I just got to bring that out to the airwaves here but uh what 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 the heck that was funny because well, like i don't know you were you were trying to make fun of us but then we were kind of both making fun of you too yeah and so we all just thought that each other knew each other but i mean i don't know this this was after a long conversation so right. we had a good laugh after that <laughs> it definitely was and it also really uh, you know Native Americans have like a unique personality and a unique unique bond too, and oh. I think that's what that was going on because we had talked at the fair, and I do vaguely remember that I saw thousands of people at the fair, and when you said that, I went, "Oh yeah," and then she said she lived in St. Paul at one time, and where the streets don't really merge; they're parallel, unless right. but one part they do, blah blah blah. But that was hilarious and again that's what the the native people uh we have that personality and 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 it was shining yesterday because she was deadpan fun or two days ago she was deadpan funny well and i feel like you never laugh as hard as you do with other natives i mean it's just yeah it's just totally different i feel like you can explain it but then there's there's a part of it that you can't explain either the humor but it was yeah, that was a perfect example of, of that going on. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. I just had to bring that up because it was like, 
we both, uh, you and I looked at each other like, what? You don't know her? And it was like, I don't know it. But, uh, and like uh, Santina right, said, their natives know they're no strangers to each other. And that's really a yep. good point. That That's what I felt because it was just like, <laughs> I don't know if she was on your side or my side. And it was, we were, we were talking smack to each other, you know, in a good yes, way. We were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, Haley, my chujunk here, I think, what do you call me? Uh, Bobby Boomer or something like that? <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> Boomer Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Instead of Dega, you should be like Choka. I mean, really. <laughs> easy, Grandpa. Easy, easy young ones. Easy. Hey, so you let's were complaining about your hip a lot yesterday, too. Well, somebody came up to me and said, uh, hey, I know you. And, of course, I'm going, huh? You know. And she said, yeah, you were at the round dance out here then. And I go, yeah, my hip still hurts from that. That's what I was. I said. I was trying to be a comedian or something. But she, it was like they got to go the other way every once in a while in that round dance because you go one way and it aggravates your hips so, so, uh, in a certain way. But, yeah, that was fun. And uh, were you out there today? I was. I just got home a little bit ago. Cool. Why don't you tell everybody where where we uh, ran into each other? So we were out at the Mystic Lake Center at the National Congress for the American Indians. Um, mm -hmm. And we were tabling there. We were just excited to be there to talk about the Indigenous Library Program and I just saw Robert like wandering around, you know, like all on his own. So I just waved Aimless him over and said, hi, I met you before. How and do I was, remember? But yeah, was like, huh? so it's been a fun couple of days just meeting natives from across the U.S. And it's been fun to chat with people. He's just the, the lone boomer wandering. <laughs> with my, my bag of swag. <laughs> so, I got I got all this free stuff that Wendy's going to be mad that I brought home. So yeah, I'll, some I, good stuff though. Yeah, definitely. Hey, let's get back to, to the the library uh, now. Mm -hmm. Run us through the process. No, you uh, you apply, and it sounds like it's pretty a minimal apply. You know, mm -hmm. your name, your tribe, your community, and who's going to take care of the library. Then you guys send it out there, and they put it together themselves. Is is that? We, yes. So if we grant you the library, we ship you a library. And what's cool about the Indigenous program is that you get a couple of different options for your library. So that means you could get one that's already pre-assembled. It's made out of a composite material. It's kind of like ready to go as is. Hmm. Um, you can also choose to get one that is wood. It's like unfinished, unpainted wood. Um, a lot of times people like to turn these libraries into community events. So mm. they'll have somebody paint the library. They'll have somebody decorate it, get kids involved, get youth involved. Um, oh, so you do have that option with the library. And then we also ship you books. Like I mentioned, we give you a bundle of 50 books to just start out your library with. And this is a wonderful collection of books. Um, I work with a native advisory board who um, you know makes sure that we are giving out kind of the best of the best as far as books go. Mm -hmm. um, and so we ship all that to you. You decide where you want to put it. You can put it in um, a front yard of your home. You can put it in a community center, mm -hmm. um, a school, a park, anywhere that best fits where you live and where you see a lot of people walking around, where you get a lot of foot traffic. Um, and then you just you can share it with the community and it's and it's there and it's a resource. Um, you know, we know that um, in tribal communities that book access is a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, so these are really impactful solutions um, for easy book access and and improving literacy rates. Um, you know, when kids have books and they see their parents reading books, right. they, you know, they need that and they need that to become great readers and it impacts the rest of your life. Books are just life changing. Exactly. So your organization is a nonprofit, uh, yes. the Little Free Library. How long has that been around? So we've been around since 2009. So okay. this started out of some guy's backyard in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Now 
It used to be in um, Wisconsin, and we've been now at our St. Paul office, I believe, two or three years. Um, and so that's where we're at now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're local. And Minnesota. then you get you get uh, support from grants and um, and people that like to give uh, give out money. Is that where you get uh, your help and mm-hmm. pay the bills? Yes, we do get grant support for this program and for the rest of our programs. Um, we also get support from individual donors, um, and then we are also always looking for people to partner and sponsor these programs, specifically the Indigenous program. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are excited about it. This is a cool initiative to be a part of. Uh, so we, yes, we always welcome more support because more support means more libraries, more books in the hands of Indigenous readers. And that's really well, our goal. So besides uh, uh, Bobby Boomer floating around, who else did you talk out there? What other what other tribal leaders came up and said, wow, I want my tribe to know about this, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, know about this and uh, support this? And, and also my other question too is, um, do you help facilitate those? Do you give them ideas that, hey, maybe you want to have a raffle or maybe you want to, you have a painting party with these and or, is that part of your, uh, your job? Um, I would welcome it to be a part of my job, but honestly, people just have their own ideas. They, it seems like this is something that if they've been thinking about it, they've been thinking about it for a while, or it's like, I know my community doesn't have books, but I'm trying to figure out how to get those books into the hands of our kids. Um, so, I mean, since this program is so new and it just launched, pretty much everyone I talked to was like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I've been looking for. I didn't know that this existed. Mm-hmm. Um, so people just were really excited to hear that we had an Indigenous-focused program. Um There were a lot of people that were from, I would say, like Arizona, New Mexico, Navajo Nation um, that were really interested in this. It seemed like they were a lot of those attendees at the conference just from that general area. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also chatted with the Native Governance Center. Um, Yeah, there were, I mean, there were a lot of people. It was busy. Yeah, the Native Governance Center, uh, those guys are doers and know what's going on. I've, I've done some work with them, and uh, I don't know if you talked to Wayne, but Wayne, the leader. We, yes, he, I he's, did. Uh, he's an awesome dude and really wicked smart, so I'm sure his his gears were going on in his head how he can promote and support. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I talked to just a lot of community members that came up, and they were like, we just, we want this. So... Anybody can apply to the program that has a tie to an Indigenous community. You don't have to be part of a library or part of a school system. Um, so, I mean, just because we are a little free library, you don't have to already be associated with a library program to apply for the Indigenous library program. Well, why don't you just give out that website real quick uh, for our listeners across Turtle Island and how they can get a hold of you and Google you. And uh, what a great program. And thank you so much for coming on. And let's do this again soon. This is really, really important. Yes, yes. Um, So just visit littlefreelibrary.org. You'll see my contact info on the website. Um, Robert, you better remember that you met me now this time. I will. And I did. When you said that at the state fair, I went, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was fun <laughs> running into a lot of Ho-Chunks I'd never met before, really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Up next, hey, really appreciate you. Little, little free library, yes. you know, the indigenous angle here. We really appreciate mm-hmm. you coming on. And up next, we're going to have a, a, a call in about what's going on in New York. So we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. On Saturday, June 17th, Metro Transit is making changes to transit service within your community. As they do each quarter, they review and analyze their resources and ridership trends. These service adjustments to routes continue Metro Transit's ongoing work to best serve customers throughout their system with their given resources. A summary of the upcoming service changes and a preview of the updated schedules are available now at metrotransit.org. That's metrotransit.org. 
Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. When it comes to mental health, making connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Connections can bring comfort, hope, and joy. Find ways that work for yourself and others like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, creating space to listen. Visit cmentalhealth.org. That's cmentalhealth.org. cmentalhealth.org. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. You've heard me talk about the Rudy Luther Toyota We Buy program. Now hear from someone who's actually done it, me. Our kid's car, the 2006 Toyota Sienna, served us well for 17 years, but it was finally time to say goodbye. The We Buy program is really simple. I gave them some basic information. We set up an appointment, and after a quick verification, they gave me an estimate and a check, and they made me a generous offer. It was that fast. See for yourself. Try the Rudy Luther Toyota We Buy program at RudyLutherToyota.com. Hi, this is Paul Metza. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour for the last five years on AM 950. We air every Saturday night at 6 p.m. We have artists, musicians, private detectives, politicians, and more. On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 60, Thursday sunny with a high near 79, and Friday partly cloudy with a high around 82. Warner Stellion has grill savings you can't find at big box warehouses. Score the lowest prices of the year on gas grills, pellet smokers, and griddles. Plus, get three boxes of no-name meats and seafood. Then our pros assemble and deliver for free. Only from Warner Stellion. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in Minneapolis. Hey, I got uh, our ace reporter from Long Island, New York, on the line here. And, wow, there's some weird weather happening out there. Wendy, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you, Robert. Yes, I am in Long Beach, Long Island, New York. And right now, we are facing an air quality alert, which will be in in effect until midnight Eastern time on Thursday night, which is tomorrow. So right now, Canada is facing, which may be its worst wildfire season ever. And uh, hundreds of fires continue to burn there across the country. And the winds have pushed the smoke the smoke south towards the United States, causing a dark orange haze to descend on New York City, Long Island, and other areas. And it's leading health officials to issue 
uh, warnings to millions. It's really, really bad right now. The haze and the smoke is even causing um, airplane delays at uh, New York, JFK, and LaGuardia Airport. Um, it's really um, very bad right now. And they're asking people not to go outside, especially if you have any health concerns, if you have asthma, COPD, emphysema. If you're elderly or you're very, very young, they're asking you not to go outside. Wow. Uh, and this is all because of the Canadian wildfires. They said there were like 400 wildfires wow. fires happening right now in Canada. Um, Robert, you know where I am right now in Long Beach, mm -hmm. Long Island. There's a big, beautiful um, park right across the street from where we are, which is a playground for children. Yeah. Not one, not one child out on the uh, wow. playground today. Also, all the schools on Long Island and New York have suspended any outdoor activity Jeez. at all. They do not want children. Uh, my sister is a New York City teacher. She teaches third grade mm -hmm. in Elmhurst, New York, and the, all the teachers are, were required today to send their students home wearing masks Ooh. when they left the school today. Yeah, so um, it's really pretty bad. And uh, they said things are only going to get worse before they get better. However, hopefully by tomorrow, um, at 12 a.m. on Thursday, things will start to clear out. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. So, yeah. Wendy, uh, Nina, who you know uh, speaks, uh, checks in all the time, she said it's crazy here in western Massachusetts. The mm. sun is ominous. And then Santina yeah. said we smell it here in Virginia, too. And I heard it's mm -hmm. all the way down to Tennessee. Wow, that, that I can imagine, Yeah. What is that? You know, you sent us pictures and the sky in Manhattan looked, or not the sky, but the, the streets looked orange almost. Yes. There's a very bad, uh, bad like orangey haze uh, in the atmosphere, and you could definitely see it. Um, I took a lot of pictures today, so I'll text them to you later. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really pretty bad and you know a lot of uh i just went outside i have a little um we have a little patio out mm -hmm. here and i put a, um a pan of water out mm -hmm. uh, just for the wildlife and for the birds if they need any um water i'm sure that their eyes are irritated and their lungs are irritated mm -hmm. um and there's um also somebody posted that we really need to keep our pets safe, right? Yeah. We need to close all windows. We need to keep potty breaks short, right? Avoid long walks walk or prolonged outdoor exercise um, and keep your pet hydrated. So when I read that, I said, you know what? There's so many birds and so many wildlife around here. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put a pan of water out to see. I'm sure somebody will drink it. Um, and if, yeah, people need to stay alert and uh, be aware of this. This is really bad. Um, somebody posted, who is a very reliable source, mm -hmm. <laughs> right now in New York, uh, we have the worst air quality in the world. Wow. Right now. Wow. Yes, right now. Yes. Wow. Um, and also, the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation has issued the Air Quality, quality Health Advisory um, it's called the index, the air quality index value of 100 for the pollutants of fine particles. Right now on Long Island where I am, um, the air quality pollutant index is 297, which means it's very unhealthy. And in New York City, it's even worse. It's 327, which means it's hazardous. Yeah, uh, Nina said that uh, they say that the carbon in the air is off the charts. And I, I just mm -hmm. have to ask you, Wendy, have you, has this been just today or did it ease into it yesterday? What, what? You know, I, it's funny that you asked me that, Robert. You know, I took my little newborn ne um, great nephew out for a walk yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I, I, re I remember feeling like, <laughs> like a little bit of like in my throat and I was like, wow, what's going on? Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt fine, but I felt a little 
the sky looked fine, the air looked fine, um, and I, that's how I felt yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, when I got up this morning, it seemed okay. It seemed a little hazy, mm. uh, but by this afternoon, it was really bad, and then all the alerts happened. So, um, yeah, people with pre-existing respiratory problems, such as asthma, heart disease, COPD, uh, emphysema, really need to take it easy, stay inside, keep the air conditioning on, and really be careful. Also, New York. Um, residents uh, ha- can stay informed because it's so bad right now. Um, they they came. They got a hotline, a, mm. um, a quality hotline has been established um, so that people can call in and be informed of the air quality situation right now. And they have an eight hundred number. I'm not going to say it online. Well, maybe I should. One eight hundred five three five one three four five. So if you have any questions, you can give them a call. But, yeah, it's well, really pretty day, devastating. It does sound like that. And You know, I, I was sitting here thinking, too, you've been doing our sacred animal portion on the show for over seven years on Native Roots Radio. But I've always thought because of our conversations, our personal conversations, that you should be doing the weather. And you just did a <laughs> heck of a report. <laughs> well, you know what? There's lots of uh, birds here. There's lots of seagulls here. There mm-hmm. are birds called oyster catchers. There's all kinds of different birds and wildlife here on Long Island and in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And I really just can't imagine how they're... Um, Feeling. I mean, if we're affected by this, they right. must be affected by this. And I just want to say this one little thing. My little great niece, Lily, who's 18 months old, is the cutest little thing. Her <laughs> favorite word is outside. Ah. Outside. Outside. Mm-hmm. And today, her preschool and her um, you know, daycare little school said nobody can go outside. And Jeez. she's really disappointed about it. That's crazy. So, I don't remember... Anything in my 62 years that's even close to this. Yeah, this is very, very bad. It's very, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's really pretty devastating. And I'm, you know, this is, goes back to global warming. Right. And we're not getting enough rain. Right. And uh, it's very, very dry in Canada. Mm-hmm. And one little spark, whether it's a cigarette, somebody throws a cigarette out of their car window, somebody Lightning. who can't. Camping, yep, lightning, anything, anything that sparks it, it causes these massive, massive wildfires. And we're seeing them. We're seeing them throughout the United States, especially in in California, right? Last year we saw so many. I remember last year in Minnesota, there was Mm -hmm. a couple of days where it was really bad too. And it was very hot. We couldn't even go outside. So um, this is happening more and more. Uh, this is the first time, uh, like everybody who I talked to here said, I've never remember anything like this. This is unbelievable. I can't believe it. You know, my kids can't go outside and at recess, everybody's staying inside. And, you know, I just yeah. had to hand out masks uh, for the kids to be dismissed from school today. So it's, it's really... Um, yeah, Wendy, um, we're going to take a break here in a second. I'd like you, if you don't mind, to stay on. And I wanted to ask you, um, and I'll have you, t- you give you a little time to Google this if you want. But I want to <laughs> ask you about uh, Chris Christie just uh, just announced that he's running for president. And oh, I got to no. say, I know how you feel about him, but I got to say. He's the only one that's speaking the truth out of those Republicans about Trump. Oh. It's ama- it's amazing that he's, you know, they, they're they all afraid of him and they're not saying anything bad about him. And he went right at him and, uh, and really uh, in a good way that, you know, the old Republican Party of yesteryear that are talking truth, uh, he, he was... Uh, Speaking the truth on how much of a meatball Trump it really is, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to get your get your thoughts on that, and then uh, let you go. Mm-hmm. But I just uh, I was uh, impressed, and I, there's no way I'm going to be voting for him. But I was like, "Come on, you guys, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying?" It's just like, mm-hmm. but we, you have some stories, and we have some stories about Chris Christie, and we uh, 
we don't like him, but I just got to tell you that. And uh, we're going to take okay. a we're going to take a quick break here. And we're with Wendy Pilot, and she's in on the east our East Coast reporter now. And uh, <laughs> she's she'll be back soon here. Hopefully, there won't be any delay in flights with the big fires happening up in Canada, affecting everyone. And Nina mm-hmm. says, "Don't get fooled by Chris. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> we won't. We'll be right back after this short break with Wendy Pilot and Haley." Haley Cherry, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Ho-wa. Minnesota has made history by becoming the 12th state to pass paid family and medical leave into law. Starting on January 1st, 2026, you can take up to 12 weeks of paid leave when welcoming a new family member facing a health challenge or caring for a loved one. No longer will you have to choose between your job and your health or family. Join us in extending a heartfelt thank you to our legislators for their unwavering commitment to Minnesota families. Paid for by Isaiah. Visit IsaiahMN.org to learn more. On Saturday, June 17th, Metro Transit is making changes to transit service within your community. As they do each quarter, they review and analyze their resources and ridership trends. These service adjustments to routes continue Metro Transit's ongoing work to best serve customers throughout their system with their given resources. A summary of the upcoming service changes and a preview of the updated schedules are available now at metrotransit.org. That's metrotransit.org. Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years, and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at spps.org careers. J&S Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. (laughs) Yeah, right on. I wanted to keep Wendy on for... uh... (laughs) <laughs> for the howl right on wendy hey wendy before i let you go i just wanted to just to, to hear your vibe on that and i and i kind of got it the last segment maybe you can lend end in a more uh positive note about how we can protect our our relatives during these kind of smoggy times like you said you left out water and yeah i left out water and we just need to like do that so do those kinds of things and and you know, just help our wildlife because if our eyes are, you know, you know, burning and our throats are dry and we're coughing and it's, you know, affecting our eyes and our lungs, we need to do that. But I think you wanted to ask me about Chris Christie, didn't you? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Go ahead. Okay. Well, listen, you know what? Chris Christie, I don't have a lot of respect for Chris Christie. Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, you know I'm a Humane Policy Volunteer Leader for the Humane Society of the United States. Mm -hmm. And one of the very important issues that we were taught, what we were working on Mm -hmm. politically to try to get past is um, pigs in our agricultural um, pen, right, Mm -hmm. that people eat. Uh, So mother uh, pigs are put in gestational crates. So these are crates where the female um, pig is put in and she's, it's very, very small. She can't, she can't turn around. Um, It's very hard for her to lay down, but this keeps her still. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pigs could be very aggressive at times. So it keeps them, well, they stay safe, but it keeps a mother pig in a crate no bigger than her body for two years until she produces pigs. 
little baby pigs, and then the baby pigs um, nurse on her while she's in this gestational crate. We wanted pigs to get out of those crates. You know, if you're going to use animals for food, why can't they live a humane life? Mm-hmm. Now, this bill came before Chris Christie's, um, he was able to make a difference for right. New York pigs here. And you know what he decided? He decided to stay on the side of the agricultural business. Right. Um, and he did not care about those pigs. And those pigs are still in gestational crates. And he didn't didn't care about them. Another thing that he did was in 2013, he really caused a really big problem in New York right. by causing a traffic jam of uh, proportions that no one has ever seen on the George, George Washington Bridge um, that people still remember today. Yeah. And he did that as a political kind of scandal kind of it was a payback it was a payback he was butthurt from that other governor or mayor exactly he he did it because he was butthurt and you know what there were thousands of people on that bridge who were there for hours and hours Mm -hmm. and hours and it could have caused a lot of problems for people they could have been sick they could have had to go to a doctor's appointment it just was like and really if a person can do that because they're butthurt. You know what? Right. I keep pigs in a gestational crate. Right. I don't have to say, tell you what I have to think about Chris Christie for president, whether he calls Trump an idiot, as he should, or not. <laughs> right. Awesome. So that's my thought about that. I love you, Wendy. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Get the New Yorker to tell us what's up. That's right. I'll tell you what's up. I'll open up a can of New York with yeah. Anytime. Hey, uh, before I let you go, Nina said he's such a jerk. Just like uh, he, just like Trump's behavior. We agree. Uh, wow, mm-hmm. Wendy, thank you stop for stopping in, and I hopefully we'll be seeing you tomorrow. Um, but we, uh, you know, know that there's things going on over there. Uh, in yeah, New York. I think the, I think my flight will be okay. I keep checking, and uh, looks like it's a go. So. Right on. Well, I love you, and I really appreciate you stopping in and oh, really doing this, doing this really nice job reporting. So we're going to let you go, um, and thank you so much, and I will see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Thanks, Wendy. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Get home safe. Hey, thank Wen- you. Hey, Wendy, yeah. uh, Haley wants you to friend her on Facebook. She said you haven't oh, responded. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't really look at those, but I will do that. You're fine, Wendy. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you later. I'll give you a call. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Wow. That was awesome. That was super awesome. I hope she makes it home okay. Yeah. She said it's getting better, but like when we were talking earlier today and she was sending pictures of uh, what it looked like in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, right. uh, the sky was brown. Yeah. I was looking up some pictures just while she was talking about it. And there was a shot from, I want to say, like uh, the Statue of Liberty or the island mm-hmm. out there. You could barely even see the skyline Jeez. of New York. It was wow. so bad. Yeah. Well, hey, Haley, we got a couple more minutes here. And I know there's a couple things you wanted to talk about. And I know. Uh, I'm going to let you go on this, and uh, I know there's some important things happening coming up, and uh, today was an important day, huh? For sure. Well, speaking of today, just a little reminder, it is Prince's birthday, and good old Prince being from Minnesota, just have to shout him out, and we miss him and his music. Yeah, Lives he was on. a genius. He was a genius. Yes. Literally yes. a genius. And, you yeah. know, when it, when things came out, Haley... Uh, after he passed on, uh, how he would, I had no idea. I knew he was a, a genius of sorts and came up with all these songs, but he mm-hmm. would literally like take somebody's bass guitar and say, I want you to play this and throw yeah. back the guitar. I want you to play this. And so he had the, not only the music in his head, but he could play all those instruments. And I don't mm-hmm. know how I missed that because that was unbelievable just uh and I remember seeing him in the, when he was before he was really big at First Avenue. And uh, right. I just, who is this little guy here? He's <laughs> kind of a mixing, mixing funk and right. old school rock together. It was just amazing. Yeah, we we miss him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will always be 
a little bit bummed out that I never got to see him perform live. Um, but we got his music and I'm grateful for that. Um, going on, we got tomorrow, the Four Sisters Farmer's Market. Yes, yes. Thursday. Applause, I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be doing another raffle tomorrow. So make sure you sign up and, and get raffle tickets for that. Um, and then tonight, also at the All My Relations Arts, uh, they're going to have the virtual curators talk tonight. Oh, um, what time is that? That's going to be, uh, uh, that's today at 6 p.m. Wow, I can make that. Yeah, you'll have to sprint, but <laughs> that's a good uh, a good one. So that was the making him uh, making his medicine. I forget how to say it, but that was the exhibit that was going on there. What a great exhibit, right, Haley? That right. was beautiful, was. and you read all that stuff about the family and the grieving and the beating. Yeah, it was definitely worth it if you can get out there tonight and see it for the a last time or or the first time. It's worth it. Um, and then also what we do have going on, I think this is going to be another powwow we have. Uh, this is New Native Theater presents their second annual Reclaiming Our Identities Two-Spirit Powwow. So we have mm -hmm. um, our LGBTQ month, uh, Pride Month, which we're mm -hmm. all really excited about. And so this is going to be happening June 24th. Uh, it's going to be at South High School, uh, which will be 3131 19th Avenue. Uh, is I'm believing that's in uh, St. Paul or no? That's Minneapolis. Yep. Is that so, Minneapolis? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, they're gonna have drums and uh, dancers, and they're gonna have a potato dance and tiny tots, as well as special sponsored by the Red Ribbon Skirt Society and the Jingle Dress Healing Dance sponsored by AIM. Yeah, American Indian Movement. I don't have a flat enough forehead to do the potato dance, and I gotta maybe Wendy and I will have to practice that. Uh, one thing, too, I wanted to mention, too, to our Wisconsin listeners, I will be emceeing the Wisconsin Democratic Convention. So I, I will be mispronouncing words in Wisconsin and names. There you go. <laughs> Perfect job for you. <laughs> exactly. It sounded really good. His voice is awesome. But what the heck did he just say, right? <laughs> You'll be good. I uh, believe in you. Oh, Peeny Gigi, I appreciate that. Hey, Haley, thanks for uh, those updates. That's really that's really awesome. And uh, I want to thank uh, our sister uh, with uh, uh, let me let me see her name. Talia, Talia, Talia. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna remember her next time I see her. Right? Isn't mm -hmm. that what she asked? <laughs> that's the only thing she asked for Christmas. And you know, with the free little. Uh, indigenous library which is a great program and you see them all over the neighborhoods and nothing about we have to get these young ones reading right away and Haley a peeny gigi and wendy with the report in new york and we'll see her tomorrow she won't be on tomorrow because she'll be in flight but uh we really miss her here hey we're still here we are the seventh generation free leonard peltier now, now.